there is within every soul a search for truth and for answers to their life's deepest questions. At Engaging the Truth, our focus is to be able to provide these answers to life's questions from a Christian apologetics perspective. That is what we've committed ourselves to, and that is our focus here. In each podcast of Let's Talk Truth, we concentrate our, our attention and our effort on how we can make the truth simple and yet accessible. And our goal is that it will touch lives and it will bring every listener closer to God. As you listen, you have a chance to comment. And I pray that God will bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this podcast. I am glad that you are able to join in for this episode. Uh, We had a little delay yesterday in releasing the podcast as scheduled, and I sincerely apologize for that. Um, I had a situation that came up that didn't allow me to do that. But to God's mercy and to his his kindness, we we are here right now, and the podcast is being released. And I want to thank God because of how he has given us the opportunity to always be here to talk with you and for you who are listening. I pray to God that this one again will draw you close to his grace and to his mercy in Jesus' name. I have entitled this episode, Tithe, an Objective Perspective. Tithe, an Objective Perspective. Father, I pray that as we listen, I ask, Lord, that you will teach us in the the name of Jesus. Both the teacher and those who are listening, I plead, O Lord, that you will lead us both into your truth. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the answered prayers. For in Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Let me first um, give as a matter of background why we are talking about tithing. First is that um, my focus in the, on this topic is not to castigate or to, um, should I use the word, to relegate whatever um, a church or a particular denomination is doing with their money or with their members. That will not be my goal. But rather, I have a responsibility to provide the scriptural perspective on matters. And those matters do not, you know, it, it, it does not even, um, it does not even, um, should I use the word matter, whether those things are comfortable by me or they are comfortable with you or not. The, the truth of God's word has to always prevail over all else. And sometimes, even when we're not comfortable with those with those truths, we still speak them anyway, because they are the truth of God and they are the truth of the scriptures. And that is what we've been called to, to defend the position of the scriptures. Now, if any other person has a different perspective outside of the scriptures, they have the floor. The floor is for everybody. You have the floor to express your views. But if you do not, if you know, if I do not, in, you know, hinder you from 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 airing your view, that is personalized view, subjective view, then you shouldn't, you know, um, you know, hinder me. You shouldn't stop any other person who wants to give an objective perspective. 
If you have the floor to give your subjective perspective, you should not stop anybody else from giving their objective perspective as well. So the topic is tithe, an objective perspective. And I title it that because you will find, you, or should I say, in fact, you will find, because this is Nigeria, um, if you're listening from other parts of the world, you have to understand that in Nigeria, things are, 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 are way different from the way they are practiced in other areas. I, I, I understand that we have listeners um, from United States and from other parts of the world. Um, and you will understand the fact that the position of churches in Nigeria is different from the way it is in other parts of the world. So you, I title this an objective perspective because you will hear something different from other churches and other denominations concerning the subject. They might give you their own view, which I, I, I like to call their subjective perspective, but I am not representing a church. I, I know engaging the truth team is not representing a church. It is rather representing the view of the scriptures and of God on matters of life. So um, these are, that is the reason I, I titled it an objective perspective and not just my perspective. It is not my perspective or that person's perspective. It is rather God's perspective on the subject. And so let me, let me move on right into it. Historically, tithing um, started in the book of Genesis. Or should I say the first person who gave tithe was, was Abraham. The Bible says Abraham gave tithe of all to Melchizedek. You know, when Abraham was coming from the slaughter, from the slaughter, he, he, he gave, um, he, he gave Mekisedek, um a, a tithe, which, of course, the translation of that word tithe actually means a tenth. That is, um, you divide something into ten parts and then you pick one of that. That's a tenth of it. So um, it is, he was the first person to do it. But then first, let me clarify something. That passage talked about what Abraham did in that, in that part and not what People should do as a kind of, you know, um, um, should I call it, um, I'm following after that. There are several other things that Abraham did that we don't do today. You know, Abraham, you know, erected altars of stone. We don't do that again today because Jesus Christ has come. So um, then we move on to the Mosaic laws. You know, um, first let me explain the fact that none of God's law can be done away with. All of God's laws are respected and are practiced. I mentioned that in the previous podcasts that in under the spirit of the law, in fact, this, this title, this um, tithe should have been a continuation of that topic, the spirit of the law. And um, that is because this, this law that we are trying to look into now, this, this area of tithing, even though many 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 people may think, oh, he's done away with, uh, and he probably, you know, Caleb is going to give us a position that will say, don't give tithe anymore. Well, I may I may surprise you in the part because the law of God is not done away with. Now, follow me through. The law of God is not done away with. Rather, there is a spiritual application of those laws today. While we don't have the parameters to fulfill those laws physically and to fulfill them out, to carry them out in the letters, the way they were written, there is a spiritual application to those laws. And that's, that's why, or that is where I'm going to end this podcast by the end, you know, as we go on in it. So first, let me explain the fact that God's laws are not done away with. So tithing started in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, 
the spiritual application continues and today the spiritual application still continues but not in the letters not in the letters in the old testament that that is please when i say the old testament i'm talking about the the real um the real jews i mean the the israelites the israelites of the bible among them tithing always involved that which can be grown or birthed people livestock and crops of the field so in the old testament when you talk about tithing you're talking about something that you separate that's one of the points i want us to you know to, to make apart from the concentration on 10 percent 10 percent tithing is something you separate you lay aside you put aside from you know something else um you separate it you lay it aside for god so but in the old testament it always involved something that that could be grown that is crops and livestock that is the emphasis here crops and livestock those are the two things that that you talk about when you when you when you talk about tithing in the old testament it was never money when i said never i mean it was never you could check through the entire old testament you will never find a place where the bible says that you should pay a certain amount of money to a priest or to live or to a levite because of, of of tithing no it was always in terms of food in terms of livestock and all that there were three types of tithe under the mosaic laws um number one there was two every year um number, number two there was a third every year i mean so a third every third year and number three there was an average of 23.3 percent of one's annual produce from the land now you have to understand this fact that tithe was not or sorry tithing rather tithing was not practiced in the old testament on a monthly basis the way we the way people do it today and that is because god if you check through the bible you will never find the, um, um the law even the law of moses i mean the, the law that moses that god gave through moses saying that you should give tithe every month because god never wanted him to give because you know they were to give from the farm produce and they, you know israelites were, were 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 largely farmers and livestock rarers and all so they don't have their harvest on a monthly basis so they were expected to give these things you know usually annually it was not on a monthly basis but then um when you come to, to, to today's um, um, um thing is quite different but i'm trying to draw from you the real picture of tithing in the old testament how was it practiced i've told you now that it was always um something that has to do with crops and livestock and they are they, they even had more than one type of tithing it was not only the 10 percent 10 percent that we that people talk about there were there were higher percentage that were classified based on your capacity and then there were also there's even a kind of tithe that is called an average of 23.3 percent of your annual income um, of your annual produce from the land so one of the major reasons of tithe was to support the levitical priesthood who were not given any inheritance among the israelites i'm going to read from numbers chapter 18 verse 24 where it clearly states that and you will see a kind of tithing that was mentioned there in Numbers chapter 18, verse 24, it says, But the tithes of the children of Israel, which they offer as an heave offering, as an heave offering, that's a kind of tithe, unto the Lord I have given to the Levites to inherit. Therefore, I have said unto them among the children of Israel, 
they, that is the people of, I mean, the Levites, shall have no inheritance. So the Levites, they don't have any inheritance. And so the purpose of tithing under the Mosaic law was to sustain, primarily was to sustain the Levites who did not have any inheritance. When Joshua was dividing the land for the, for the children of Israel, the Levites were exempted from that division. They were not allotted any land. They were to focus on the temple worship and the temple service. So how do we sustain them? They were to eat. They were to be sustained from the tithes of the people. So that's why the tithe was paid directly to the Levites. It was not spent on any, it was paid, you know, one of the, there, there is this particular tithe, this one that is called heave offering. There is this heave offering tithe that was paid directly to the children of Israel. But, you know, it goes more than that. There are other manners, another kind of tithe, there is a kind of tithe in the Old Testament that was allowed to be eaten by one's family. I've told you that it was, it was food. Tithe was always food. It was never money. Never at all. Tithe was always food in the Old Testament. So there is a type of tithe, you know, in fact, it's not even a type of tithe. God expects that the children of Israel should eat, they should share that tithe, separate that part, and, and then should they should share it with their family. And then they should also use it, they could use it to buy whatever thing they want in terms of food. I'm going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 14. You could, you could open your Bible there and follow it through. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse... 23 to 27. I'm going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23 to 27. And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God. If you read further before that um, verse, you'll find that it was talking about tithe. Thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there, the tithe of thy corn. You see what they're going to eat? What should you eat before the Lord thy God? You should eat the tithe of thy corn. You should eat the tithe of your wine and of thine oil. And the firstlings of thy herds and of thy flocks, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. And if the way, this is, this is, this is, this part is going to, this chapter 10, this verse 24, is going to tell you the only condition, this is the only condition where tithe could be converted to silver. Not just money, the way, we, the way many of us, you know, is actually silver. The, the whole, the, the, the original word that, that will be read there is silver. And if the way be too long for thee, so that thou art not able to carry it, or if the place be too far from thee, which the Lord thy God shall choose to set his name there, when the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, then shalt thou turn into money. You shall turn it into money and bind up the, the original um, 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 word translated here as money actually is cursive. Is, is, is cursive. And the, 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 the real meaning is silver silver, you know, thou shalt turn it into money and bind up the money in thine hand and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose and thou shalt bestow that silver for whatsoever that thy soul wants, whatsoever thy soul lost after. For oxen, you see it, you use it for food, you use it for sheep, for wine, or even for strong drink. 
or for whatsoever thy soul desireth, and thou shalt eat, thou shalt eat its food, it's all its food, thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice, thou and thine household, and, it, and the Levite that is within thy gate, thou shalt not forsake him, for he hath no part nor inheritance with thee. And so that is the explicit command of God concerning tithing. It was supposed to be food. It was supposed to, and you know, the only time that you could carry it and turn it into money is, is, is if the place is too far for you. And why is this? Why did God give this kind of allowance? Because, you know, the, the, the place of worship is not closed to the children of Israel, the way we have um, churches close to our neighborhoods this time around. No. Sometimes some of them have to travel far. You know, they have to go very far. You hear people go to Jerusalem to go and worship because Jerusalem was where God has placed, you know, the temple was in Jerusalem. So God was telling them that, okay, because this thing, this tide is supposed to be livestock, supposed to be foodstuffs that you're supposed to give, you know, you know, to the Levite. Now, okay, if the place is far from you, you and you, you can carry it to be very difficult to carry lots of foodstuffs, especially if you are blessed of God. You know, comp, you know, imagine somebody who has a very large expanse of land for farming and so much cattle and so much, you know, sheep. How do you want them to carry the 10% of that to Jerusalem if they are living very far from Jerusalem? And so God said, okay, you can convert it you can, you know, it's like you sell that thing that you want to carry, okay, convert it into silver, into money. Now, when you get to Jerusalem or when you get to the place of your worship, all right, you could, you will now use that silver again to buy again the equivalent of the livestock and of the, and of the crops that you're supposed to give. So when you get there again, exchange it back to foodstuffs and into livestock. Then how should you spend it? The Bible says, God said in, the, in Deuteronomy, according to Mosaic law, you should share it with your family and you should and you should remember to give to the Levites. Now, those were the parameters of, of, of tithing in the Old Testament. It was for the Levitical order and it was it could also be shared with, with your family. Now, when you come to the New Testament, as with all God's laws, all of God's laws, when the parameters needed to fulfill them are not present, the laws will be dormant. Let me give you other laws that are dormant. For instance, the temple laws, the holy of holies, you know, I mean, or sorry, let me start from the outer court, the outer court, then you have the holy place, then you have the holy of holies inside. Now, the priests, the Levites are supposed to serve in the temple. Now, when there is no temple, there is no need for the, for the, for the Levites to officiate. Now, when there is no Levite, the conditions surrounding the operations are also dominant. When there is no temple, what do you want Levites to do? Levites are temple workers. Okay, now there is no temple. And then when there is no um, Levites, the, 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 the laws surrounding their, their operations and their services also are dormant. So one of such, or such laws also is tithing. There are no more temple worships as laid out by Moses. That's number one. Number two, we do not have the Levitical order, you know, serving as pastors anymore now these days because we are now in the New Testament. Instead of that, 
we are now under the order of Melchizedek, where Jesus, Yeshua, is the head of that order as the high priest. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 12 states, For the priesthood being changed, there is made a necessity, a change also of the law. Verse 26 says, For such a high priest became us, that is Jesus, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Tithing is no more explicitly commanded for New Testament believers. It's no more commanded because now the Levitical order has ended. Jesus is now the, is, is now the high priest. Jesus has now paid the sacrifice. The temple you know, is no more. The, the, the temple worship, the holiest of holies, the outer court, the, the holy place, all those things are no more there. The blood, you know, the, the blood sprinkling, you know, is, all those things are no more there. Levites are no more needed in the temple. They are no more there. But then Jesus now has entered into the holiest place once and for all to pay the sacrifice for all sins. So the Levitical order, everything surrounding there, it's all done. It, it is all now completed. It is now completed in Christ. And so going back to that, to that thing will be like driving the vehicle backwards. And so rather in the New Testament, Believers are called to a life of serving one another in love. Believers are encouraged to serve. We are called to a life of giving generously to people in and outside Christ's fold. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 10, Paul said, As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, kindness, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. That is the scriptures. Now, what you will find in many Nigerian churches is that many pastors will only focus. They won't tell you about that freedom. They won't tell you that you are free, that you should help your neighbors, you should do this. They will only want you to bring all the money to the church. Why? Because they believe that if you understand the freedom that you have, you may, you know, you will not give the church your 100% monetary attention. However, God's law is clear on the subject. Believers are encouraged to be cheerful givers, not coerced contributors. You know, we are encouraged to practice giving. Give to your family, give to your children, give to your wife, give to your to, to your to your um to your parents, give to your friends, give to church members, give to church leaders, give this lifestyle will make God to be happy and to make him to be pleased and it will also help us to be useful in the community. Believers are, are, are supposed to be nation builders and service oriented. Now, contrary again to what many people think, you know, because of the so much misconception and misuse of God's word, there are people that have a lot of wrong practices when it comes to giving to God. Even in churches, you know, they will say, okay, raise up the tithe and so pray and do something, you know, and all that. I'm telling you that none of those things matter at all. It is not your giving money in a place that motivates God. God already has a blessing upon anybody who serves him and who, and who worships him. He says God's blessing cannot be purchased with money. As many people think that, that giving money will motivate God into blessing them. And I pray to God that you will have this understanding perfected in God in Jesus' name. 
you could drop your comments in the comment section. You could use a voice note to, to, to drop that. I pray God will bless you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I commit every listener to your hand. I pray that you will help them to know you personally in Jesus' name. Thank you for the answered prayers. For in Jesus' name of prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you have been blessed. For feedback, you can drop a voice message on our Anchor platform or send us an email with the address communications.ett at gmail.com. To speak with us or send an SMS, contact us with 0906-974-2199 or 0701-485-2395. ETT, expressing the love and truth of Jesus Christ.